curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're in Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're in Sales podcast. Eric Jones and Shiloh Weller are the brains behind the operation at Workforce Pay Hub Software, which is a local HR and benefits provider here in Michigan. And the two of them have adopted a very video-centric strategy for their marketing and I just fall, fallen in love with what they've done. They have a lot of personality in their work. They actually go so far as to show people the bloopers behind when they actually make mistakes to bring a little empathy and humanity to their work. It's really well done. And I wanted to bring them on to the show to talk about that strategy, how they're doing it, what it costs, and the mechanics behind it. So if you're interested in doing something similar, perhaps it'll give you the opportunity to learn and give you the confidence to get started as well. I thought it was a really great interview. Give it a listen. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate that both of you wanted to take the time and tell a little bit more behind the scenes about your guys' strategy to uh, the way that you present Workforce Pay Hub and some of the thought process that went into why you do what you do and the way you do what you do. Because I, like you, am a big fan of using video as the primary vehicle to try to deliver what it is that I want to say. So knowing that you guys adopt a similar strategy gave me, a, like, I was super excited to to get to talk to you guys and break this down because I know there's a lot of people out there who would like to try to move to something similar. And usually it's like not being sure about how to do that. That stops a lot of people from doing it. So maybe between the three of us today, we can give some people some confidence to get started. Does that sound cool? Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, we're excited. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. It's it's like uh, old old friends getting to reconnect again because um, yep. yeah, the life is getting in the way of us being able to do that in person these days. You're so video centric. Like how how did how did we arrive at this is the method we want to use, guys? How did you how did you get there? We met you from Cirrusnet, and uh, we had a Cirrusnet group, and Adrian, and one of our very first members was actually. Uh, a guy that was just starting out with his own business in uh, video editing and uh, and development, um, and he wanted to focus on small businesses, uh, uh, primarily local small businesses. I got to be honest, his name's Drake Lally, Advantage Visuals. He's great. He does uh, 90% of our videos. A few of them we kind of do on Zoom ourselves. Um, honestly, I just wanted to help him out to start with, so... <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought. I just wanted to help him out. I wanted to give him his first corporate account, um, which I think we were one of the first. I could be wrong. Drake can correct me later. I believe we were one of his first, but now he's got many, many clients wanting to give him a start. And then 
I, I just want to pivot real quick. I, I like to talk off the wall. Um, so one of our clients is a state farm agent too. He actually called me yesterday and asked me to go look at a video that he had somebody else do for him about his office. And he referred to this video as a long-term asset. Yes. So two videos created, one to highlight his new office space and how they're passionate, State Farm's passionate about helping people uh, control everyday life, basically. Um, but he was actually looking at the second one, which touches on a little bit more of what we do, was employee engagement mm. and actually acquiring good talent because they're going to get a flavor for this is who you're going to get to work with. So he was actually saying this one-time video that he did the last few weeks is going to last him at least a few years on the recruiting of future employees. So I would urge people, don't look at videos as a one-time expense. It's a long-term asset that you're going to be able to create a story with as time progresses. Yeah, I couldn't agree with Eric more. I mean, we... Eric, he'll claim like all day, like we'll go into our video shoots and he'll be all mopey because it's early and he doesn't want to do it. But the second that those cameras go on, like he just like turns it on and lights it up. He's a natural actor. So don't, he'll, he'll, it'd be funny if you could see Roger behind the scenes one day. Eric's absolutely right. But as far as what we were thinking, we're like, okay, we're a small town service provider. We're offering a massive platform. We have, you know, great backing from engineering and all of that how in the heck are we going to compete with all the big names that I'm not going to list off, but we all know from the payroll industry providers, like how are we going to compete? And we decided just like we've learned in all of our networking groups, like CirrusNet has to be relational. And so obviously we can't go and shake every single person's potential client's hand now. Right. And have all those face to face. So why not show our personality? And then exactly what Eric said, the client, knows what they're getting now it's definitely set us up it's definitely set us apart and we just thought let's just let's kind of create a brand and see if we can get a following behind us and make payroll cool again your person your guys's personality show up so well in the content that you do and you're exactly right we talk about it in the book how do you stand out in a sea of sameness and especially with covid you know, whether you were first place in your industry, last place or somewhere in between, everyone kind of got returned to the starting gates now. And if you're in a position to earn some new customers because of the fact that there's going to be this massive labor reset that's going to go on in human capital right now because of how many people got let go and furloughed, like it's just the craziest time in HR history, in my opinion. There's going to be a flood of talent available to almost everyone who has an open position. And how are you going to know who it is that you really are going to pick? We, we went from there was nobody to fill open jobs to there's thousands of people to fill an open job. And so yeah. if you can't give your prospect, prospective uh, employee, an opportunity to really see what you're all about, you don't know for sure whether or not you're going to get a good fit. Giving yourself the opportunity to present your personality in a way that is so visual. Like Eric said, if this appeals to you, then chances are we're going to be a really great place for you to want to consider. But secondarily, that, that what you said too about it being a long-term asset is that thing can sell for you when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's yep. the real value of it. But you know, people want to assign obstacles, cost, time, I'm not creative enough, whatever. 
to reasons why they won't do it. And yet here we sit, the three of us, plus the person that said that to you saying like, man, you're looking at it completely wrong. How do the two of you perceive, like what other things do you do besides your long form stuff? Like what other, what comprises the workforce pay hub kind of content engine? What, what things are you putting together in totality? So we do a lot of, uh, you know, trade shows and we're a part of a lot of organizations like SHRM, like Michigan SHRM, and we try to support local chapters of SHRM. So those are more in-person once they take place again. Um, but we also do educational videos. And so Eric said we have Drake doing 90%, we're doing the other 10 and recording Zoom trainings. Because here's the thing, like we are an HRIS provider. We provide a ton of services and it's really hard to, to articulate those in an elevator speech. And so we broke up all of our little facets, all of our little modules, and we did it. We called it the HR Tech Series, kind of came up with some funny names. And we would go and do 20, 30 minutes. We recorded it. We had a little audience. We'd have questions, and Eric would emcee it. I would do the training, and we would put that out on all social media. So it's continual engagement because if, if you think for a second, whether you're a new business or existing, that you're just going to acquire clients from coming and knocking on your door, you're sadly mistaken. You literally have to be scrappy and just put your stuff in their face over and over and over again. I honestly don't like to read. I can read, but I don't like to read. I'd rather hear. I think video and audio is, is the way to go. So we also, we've also branched out, like Charlotte said, we did the HR tech series, which was, you know, a little self-serving, but at the same time, helping clients understand that there are options out there. The other thing we started doing about uh, three weeks ago, we did a the payroll protection program, the PPP loan, I'm sure many people are familiar with. The forgiveness, there's lots and lots of questions about forgiveness. How do we calculate an employee's FTE count? Um, should I apply for forgiveness now? A lot, of, a lot of good questions that are unanswered still. So we partnered with a local bank and provided a webinar to the, the local community um, and answered some of these questions, even if they weren't a current client of ours or the bank's. And we're trying to get our name out there, too, with bringing in industry experts on timely topics. Um, so just yesterday, uh, we brought James Reed from Dinsmore on. He's an employment law attorney uh, that focuses in the Great Lakes region um, based in Ann Arbor. He's been a friend of ours for years, and he helped our clients and some hopefully future clients get to understand the top 10 uh, he calls it the COVID-19 issues of 2020. I think most of them apply even before COVID. Um, so we had a little banter back and forth about that. But we're trying to bring experts on board, too, to highlight our brand a little bit and how we complement whatever these experts are doing, because we're involved in employment. We're involved in that PPP calculation for our clients. So we're trying to add additional value both to our current clients and as an advertising yeah. campaign, because we... We ask for people to join us from LinkedIn and our website. It's interesting because one of the first things that we always get asked when we're in a demo is what makes you different? Sure. And what do you think, Roger, is the first thing that people answer, right? Customer service. <laughs> we all are going to, of course, we provide good customer service. If we didn't, we wouldn't be in business. Yes, you probably need to at least announce that. However, you, the added value that Eric just explained, we had to find something to, pack, to package this up. We are under extreme competition right now. People are picking other providers for, because of a, a, a difference in price in, in, as regards to pennies. And so to make sure that we can still charge these good market prices, 
we want to make sure we're adding that extra layer of value. And we're doing that through their video. So the idea is differentiation via added value. And Mm -hmm. if you are not the low cost provider, you have to do something to justify the difference in cost. It's that simple. And by creating an opportunity for someone to become educated, you're creating the platform by which you'll stand upon to say, this is why I command a premium over the low cost provider. And the part about video that is a differentiator even more so than whatever additional value you're providing from an education perspective is people want four things in their content. They want to be educated, informed, entertained, or inspired. And if your content can do more than one of those things at the same time, you actually increase the trustworthiness factor that you get in the minds of the potential consumer. So by creating video, you're amping up the entertainment factor in a way that traditional marketing cannot do. Secondarily, most people who are accustomed to being marketed to in a business-to-business setting have figured out ways to tune all of that noise out. So if you can entertain them and somehow get their attention while you're presenting your advertising message, you actually have gotten around those blockers that everybody has put up to prevent all of the traditional ad spend, Facebook marketing, TV commercials. I mean, think about we've created ways to ignore all of those things. The two of you on camera, being funny, being witty, being charming, all of the things that you're doing, people have a way of gravitating to that kind of content. So by doing it and making the investment, you're giving yourself the chance to stand out. I can't make more passionate of an argument for it. But let's get into the mechanics of it a little bit, because this is, I think, where many of my listeners would be ready to turn off the interview right now because they're like, yeah, 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 you've pumped the tires plenty hard, I reckon. But how hard is it? How much time does it take? What resources do you need? How much money do you spend on it? So how does the sausage get made Workforce Day Hub? Talk to me. We actually have started about 18 months ago with our first vlogs. I'm not going to lie. Shyla and I actually sat down for probably two hours before our two-minute vlog. Um, so similar to how much time you spend on editing these kind of videos. So we spent about two hours for about two minutes worth of content. Shyla and I put my name, her name, my name, her name. <laughs> this is exactly what we were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a teleprompter. <laughs> Uh, and we were literally, you should go watch the very first video. It was a little odd. It's terrible. It's we literally terrible. read right off that teleprompter. It was awful. It was totally awful. It was bad. So we kind of, we tried to, to inject funny into the script, trying to come up with something that actually makes you want to laugh out loud while reading off some teleprompter. It's almost impossible. Like, so we decided, so the second video, we started to use the teleprompter again. Again, we spent a couple hours lead up into it, tried to use the teleprompter. We decided, I think, after a half an hour of recording a, around a two-minute spot, this is not working. <laughs> so we decided to just go off record, turn the teleprompter off. Here are the top five things we want to make sure we get across. And we just talked. So we just had more of a conversation. The other thing that I think we do a little bit uh, different than other people that are doing you know, similar vlogs Ours are shorter. Um, I've seen some five, 10 minutes. Most of ours, we try to keep under about two and a half minutes, ideally. But the other item we do is we also put bloopers at the end of almost every video. So we might have anywhere from around 30 seconds to a minute. It's clear when the bloopers start so people can stop listening if they've got the meat of what they want. But I would say most people comment on social media 
that was hilarious or they'll call out a specific phrase or action that Shyla or I did. Yeah, it's kind of our niche. We said, okay, great. We're going to do some nice, <clears throat> excuse me, nicely produced videos. What's going to make us any different? And then we're like, um, our personalities is going to make us different. We started it and we're like, oh, you know, do we really, is it kind of bad that we're, you know, we're the salespeople. People are kind of just buying us. Like, you know, what does that mean? We, they should just really just come because we have a great product. And then we were like, wait, what are we doing? Of course, that's great. That's okay. We're the owners of this business. I don't know if buying us is the right, is the right word, well, but they're buying in, they're buying into us because of our vulnerability. And we just said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to go for it. And it really worked. So I, I wanted to mention too. So from those first couple videos of trying to, to script them, uh, we we transition slowly over. So we do one or two vlogs a month, just depending. So over a few months, we kind of, we still did our pre, pre-vlog recording session and we would brainstorm what are the topics we want to touch on? What's the overarching theme? Do we want to have a theme over the next couple of months and kind of touch on different things? I, I will say we we stopped getting that in depth after probably three or four months of doing it. And instead, occasionally, we might uh, message the other person the day before and say, vlog tomorrow is going to be on uh, employee paperless onboarding. And then we would just start to brainstorm ourselves that night, and we would just go cold turkey, and it becomes more real, more authentic. Uh, This is us talking to you about a topic that we're passionate about, because Shiloh likes to refer to us as technologists. So we kind of bring that geek with us a little bit, or nerd with us. We geek out. <laughs> out in, in human resources. Yeah, there you go. So I will say our prep now, we just did a video uh, last week for one of the, that one was a little bit longer because it needed, we were doing it for a special reason. But uh, I think we recorded in about 45 minutes. It was, it, this one turned out to be about a six minute vlog because it's for a specific purpose. It took us about 45 minutes of recording because of course we got to go through it once or twice. And then the guy in the back end kind of edit, edits it and, and makes the, the best parts look good. Right. Uh, so I would say for a five minute video, it took us 45 minutes. I, I would say on our best day, we could get a two or three minute video done in about 20 minutes. Eric and I, we live and breathe our platform. We live and breathe HR, payroll, all of that every day, all day. So we wanted that to show. And like, we are really passionate about it. You don't get, you don't really see very many, you know, owners and stuff in the weeds, right. you know, really talking about in the weeds. Well, we are in the weeds and we like it. And so I think the, the, for your listeners out there, you, you, you're listening to us and maybe we, you're thinking, oh, they don't even prepare. We do prepare. We just prepare <laughs> every day, all day. <laughs> you have to know your, do your research. If, right. if it's not something that you're used to talking about, do your research. Not a bad thing, the bullet point, but be really authentic. Yeah. And have some spunk. There's enough content out there now. If you're coming off stiff, it's boring and people are not going to hang around and pay attention to what you have to say. So the fact that you've gotten comfortable with what you're talking about is the real secret sauce here. It's you don't need to really get to a point where you get wooden on what it is you want to say. That's not how you would be in person. So why let the camera create a different version of yourself than who you would really be if that person encountered you in real life? So you want to convey like, here's what it's going to be like working with us because this is who we are. And I would hate to scare, scare you off or give you some dissonance by having the video version of me not be the same version of myself that I really am when you meet me, right? So 
that that part's yeah. really important. And what what you're saying actually is what I was hoping you would say, so that people could think of it from this perspective. Is on the day you start, it's going to take the longest, and you're going to be the worst. But from that point yep. forward, you get better, and it takes less time because just like any other exercise, the more repetition you do, the better you get at it. And it just, it's making the commitment to say, all right, I'm in, that's what I'm doing. And I know I'm going to be crappy at it for a while, but we're not doing this for one time. We're doing it because we made a decision. You got to commit. I would invite, I would urge people to commit to a year, do one post a month at, you know, minimum. If they're really trying to build a brand and an audience, I would definitely encourage that. And have and make a year commitment with with some uh, individual who knows how to film and edit. Hunker down and do it. So honestly, outside. So I will say overall advertising. So if we look at wages are the most you know on our on our income sheet expenses. Wages are number one. Our software licensing is number two. Advertising is number three by like far. So we we do a lot of website advertising and then we do the video production and then we go into the on on board. Uh, or insight marketing opportunities. So I will say, um, by far, the video is not the most expensive for us in our advertising budget. Uh, we did find a great guy, uh, Drake. He does a, a good job for us. I think an average video, so it's, like I said, our goal is to keep it under about two and a half minutes. Um, generally, that involves around 15 or 20 minutes of actually uh, recording content that kind of gets compressed down to two and a half minutes or so. Um, we pay on average about 100 to 150, depending on the length of the video per video. And that's just what we decided. For us, that's normally a once or twice a month um, fee, which is not unreal, unrealistic. We've gotten clients from it, so it's more than paid for itself already. Uh, it's brought out our personality, like Shyla, Shyla mentioned. So I think it's well worth it. A time commitment nowadays it just so happens that it's literally one block down the road. I walk from my office there. So it's like a two minute walk. It's nothing. Awesome. So time commitment for us every month if, uh, per video, I would say is around an hour to an hour 15 time mm -hmm. commitment uh, plus somewhere between 100 and 150 to have it professionally produced. I, however, like Shyla mentioned, there's a market for do it yourself in your own office with either a cell phone or a high quality webcam microphone setup. So I know you could cut that price way down if you wanted to do it yourself. I just know with the editing and stuff, it's not my forte and I've got better things to do with my, not, no, not better things, but like um, higher value things for us that I'm good at that I should focus on versus, uh, versus trying to figure out how to, to do all that magic. Is there a noteworthy yeah. story that you would want to leave people with that like you got a specific reaction from someone that led to something that, that was because you did? make a video like is there something specific that is yeah that resonates uh, we had a gentleman reach out to us via linkedin or it was through email and he he found our website he looked at all of our videos and he just loved it he's like this is the company it's a non-profit um, a pretty big non-profit and he invited us to breakfast in ann arbor one day and said i'm like how did you find us and he's like well i knew this person in adrian that did some marketing and she liked your video on LinkedIn and it popped in his feed and it just drove and he just kept digging and digging and digging. And now he is a, um, he is a client of ours and a, a great, a very good return on investment client. 
Um, but all because somebody liked a video. I mean, if that's not a true testament of social media, then I do not know what it is. So yeah. do you have another one, Eric? Uh, yeah, we actually got a local business uh, just down the street that found us again uh, on LinkedIn because we are trying to post regularly. Yeah. And uh, he just liked one of the posts and actually LinkedIn messaged me. That was the very first social media sale I've ever done without seeing somebody in person. But it turns out they are also about one block from our office and they didn't hear about us in person. They heard about us digitally. So it's good stuff. I will say you need to know your market too. Most of our clients are on LinkedIn. So that's where we have pushed yeah. most of our, our social media. I think we have a Facebook account. We don't use it really. But if you're, if you're doing direct to consumer, obviously Facebook, Instagram, or maybe Twitter, those kind of areas are where you need to be probably located a little bit more. So I would say know your, you know your market as well for where you're going to publish uh, these videos. Not only does uh, what you make matter, where you put it matters almost as much. And so in addition to just publishing it on Workforce Payhub's feed and your own personal feeds, do you guys try to find other places where target groups are participating on LinkedIn? Or do you try to just keep it within the normal realm of your own feeds? No. So we'll actually customize some of our videos. So for example, the one that I mentioned that was a little bit longer than normal last week was in a promotion of the MyShrim annual conference that's coming up next month. So they are actually promoting our video to the membership at large that's connected with that organization. We've helped with Referraltopia. We did a video just on Referraltopia for CRSNet last year. We've done a video for our local chamber, a few of their events. So we actually try to find an organization. We'll do the investment so you don't have to pay us to create the video. We're going to create the video because, of course, we're going to plug us a little bit. We're going to plug you as well. But we get a broader reach then because we get to get your contacts involved with our videos versus just our contacts. So I think that's very important. Whatever organizations you have verticals with, you need to dive deep in those verticals and make sure that the yeah. member at large uh, knows who you are via video. Yeah, the next phase that we're trying to prep to get ready for is to do actual member, member excuse me, testimonial videos. What's a better way to validate a service provider than from an actual client. And we're going to try to get a couple different customers that maybe are local that can go into the studio and do a one minute testimonial for us. And then of course we'll, we'll plug that in all of the places. So that, that's a good opportunity as well, especially if a business owner doesn't want to be in video or in the picture, do client testimonials all day. The majority of the pages on our website have at least one video, if not more than one video on them. Yep. So we actually just created, we rebranded our mission statement and vision, and we actually create some, we actually created some videos from the heart explaining how we came to this, why it's so important to us. Um, and we've put those there, but our testimonials, we came to realize they're just like a one or two sentence line from these clients. They love us, but it's, you know, it's a little dull at the same time. So um, Drake's actually, we got a good partnership. So this is cool because Drake gets to get introduced to new businesses that otherwise wouldn't know about him. Right. So he's actually given us a sweetheart deal. We're sending him brand new clients, no cost to them. And then on top of that, um, he's going to give them a free promo video about them as like a teaser. So I think too, if you can't do the videos yourself or you're not comfortable doing them yourself, find a, find a small business provider that does video and work out relationships with them to, to lower the cost for both of you for client acquisition. Yeah, that's great advice. Super. I'm 
I was going to ask you if you were going to give any advice for someone who might be wanting to get started, but that there <laughs> may be the advice that everyone should pay attention to. And we'll just call it good because that's really, you can either go through the pain of trying to learn how to do this. And most of you listening won't, or you can go find someone that can help you do this, play the role of, of um, uh, documentarian and you play the role of producer. If you're the producer and you have someone to shoot the footage and do the rest of the post-production work, it's not that long between now and when you could actually be started. But you have to make the commitment. Yep. And, and Eric and Chyla, I'm so gl- grateful that you said that, hey, in reality, this doesn't really, like, I know people who spend more money on Facebook marketing that gives you yeah. zero leads than what you just said it costs for you guys to produce this content that's actually giving you a return on investment. So, you yeah. There it is. And thank the you. The biggest so cost is your time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And so thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. This is super great. I, I think this is going to be tremendously valuable to the people who might hear it. So thank you, thank for, you for being willing. Thank to you for having us. My favorite line in the whole interview is when Shyla says, We're making payroll cool again. I mean, think about that from the concept of. Payroll. Who thinks payroll is cool? Well, those guys clearly do, and their passion for what they do is really clear. You know, obviously, authenticity is important, but what Shyla also said was that people buy your personality. So if you are needing to stand out in the marketplace, it's important that people get a sense of who you really are so that they might want to authentically choose what they get from you and your personality and what you're all about. If you think about it, Two, he said, you know, $100 and $150 for a two-minute uh, video, and it takes about an hour of their time, and they have two videos a month. That's not a tremendous amount of investment in time or money. And really, the most important thing that I think you could consider would be if you would be willing to hire it out. So I hope that you got some value out of that. Uh, we continue to grow our subscriber base here, so please share that around if you think there are other people who are considering video as a strategy as well, perhaps That will provide them some value. And please subscribe to the show. We're trying to get to 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts as well because a whole new set of opportunities and features are unlocked when we're given that opportunity. So please, if you haven't done so already, pop out to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Look forward to bringing you more content and smart strategy like what you heard today. Until next time, I look forward to hearing from you all.